Staying Alive in Paragliding, a podcast series with your host, Steph Juncker from Cape Town, South Africa, the owner of Parapax Tandem Paragliding and a competition pilot of 23 years. Real podcasts for real pilots to learn from, to laugh at, and to enjoy the funny and crazy stories that go with it. Yeah, this is a lucky initiative. It's very cool. It keeps people, at the very least, entertained and something to listen to whilst they're locked up. Is that what you say to such a fun podcast? <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I like it. I've, but yeah, it's like a, it's a good initiative. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that a lot of people kind of think about and know and you know all the time but they don't necessarily you know no one makes a podcast of it you know you kind of save a few things in conversation on the mountain with a few people often but it's not like you know there's not often that someone runs through the whole um the you know the whole spectrum of stuff and explain it to some guys that don't understand it quite quite that well and things so it's like a, it's good it's good to have someone you know saying it in the way okay, that you, you can stop now. You can stop now. This is part of the podcast, and I want to say hello <laughs> to Bradley Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to uh, start the podcast in a very different way. This is Staying Alive. Uh, he has introduced himself already in the last minute and 20 seconds because uh, he was doing nothing more than saying that he had heard some podcasts in the past. Thanks, Dudley. Uh, you are too good to me. How are you doing today? <laughs> yeah, very lucky. Thank you. Uh, how are you doing over there? Uh, you're in Pretoria. Um, a big thunderstorm has apparently just passed uh, through there. Do you want to tell us about it? Would you like to have been flying in it? Oh, definitely not. No, it was a proper storm. Yeah, this is one of the ones that you would uh, rather be on the ground watching than in the air, <laughs> wishing you were on the ground. Thank you for that. Yeah. So, folks, we have a very, very interesting young man. At 32 years old, he is a an ATP-rated helicopter pilot. Um, he's currently doing lots of flying in the mining sector, uh, in abroad, in um, East Africa. Dudley, in a few minutes, I'm going to ask you about a friend of mine who takes gold from a mine to a vault every single day. That's his job, a few hundred kilograms gold every day in a helicopter. Are you familiar with that job? Yeah, yeah. So that's basically the same job that I'm currently on uh... In, in up in East Africa. So we do the same thing. Yeah. All right. You obviously can't talk too much about your job because of <laughs> no stress. Um, do you love mm -hmm. your flying? Uh, why, why did you become a helicopter pilot? Yeah, it's great. Eh? Like I, I often feel guilty telling people that it's an actual job. You know, some, some office people in offices uh, get a little jealous if, <laughs> for me, if I call it a job, but uh, yeah, it's good. I've always wanted to fly. Um, I've always wanted to be a pilot since like a quite a young age. And then, by about, I guess, just after school or so, I uh, became more interested in the helicopter part of it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty happy. I'm one of the lucky people that's doing something that they've always wanted to. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's exciting. Um, Is it scary sometimes? I mean, um, while, while you're at it, I uh, also uh, want to um, ask you if you'd follow that question about it being scary with would you or would you not recommend people do the same uh, thing as you did if you care to discuss how much you spent on what you did, how much, uh, um, as we say in Afrikaans, cucking off you did? Yeah, just give us some background quickly. I'm sure a lot of people would be interested in what it become, what it is, how many years, uh, how much after. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so it's a, it's a, it's a difficult question that because it depends obviously on a lot of factors. But um, I, I haven't looked back um, and thought I should have taken a different road. It's a little bit of upcock. Uh, I went to study for two years in varsity first, and then I was uh, able to get some get some funds and things uh, ready to start up the training and things. Um, no military experience, so all civil, and it does cost uh, a fair bit. But um, I would say it's definitely worth it for me. It is a long road, and especially now, it's quite difficult in terms of um, you know the kind of opportunities and the scope of work and things. It's it's an expensive thing to do. So with a you know with the economy that that's a little lower, and uh, people tend to you know keep their keep their money uh, a little safer, then the expenditure on things like this becomes becomes a little less. So the scope is not ideal at the moment, but we're definitely on the on the climb. It's getting better, and uh, you know it's like it's a it's a fairly small industry with a lot of people that are like super resilient. So. It can't go. It it will never go bad, you know. Like it will never go real bad. It's 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 an exciting field, you know. People often say you have to do you have to if you do something like this as a job, you have to be passionate about it. And I I think that's very true. Um, it's it's something that you you would want you, you would really have to want it and 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 enjoy the technical part of it and flying and and you know the the, the kind of freedom of it, the excitement of it. You have to be you know, hungry for something like that to to you know, spend the money to do it, but but definitely worth it. You started helicopters in two thousand and nine. Um, uh, uh, you say the excitement of it. I mean, is it really? Are you sweating big drops? Uh, are you, is it like you're cranking up in a ten up uh, thermal on a daily basis? Um, is it uh, sometimes hairy, scary landings, or is it very often that? Is it? Um, uh, my brother owns a um, a Robbie forty four, but. Uh, um, I've flown once with him for fun. Uh, most things like that, a tin can, and not that exciting and fun to fly. Although uh, friends of mine take me in their um, slings and lombardas and um, fly the hang glider, uh, the microlight, the two-axis microlight with them. Mm. I have a lot of fun landing, taking off, doing it all myself. But as a job, I mean, is it exciting? Is it, uh, or do you feel like you're the airline captain who's flying the same route, Joburg, Cape Town, for years and years? Hmm? Well, yeah, yeah. So. I think it's definitely a little bit more exciting than uh, than flying the bigger machines because because they you know they become more automated and and it's more of a systems management kind of thing where helicopters you going up through the spectrum of the machines you're way more hands on so so it's it's technically challenging which is which is nice and then um, you know initially talking about technically challenging um, and then it's exciting in the way that you you do flights in like super interesting places. Um, it's not necessarily always technically challenging. The weather might be like always nice and fair and you have a normal flight, like you say, from point A to point B, which it becomes a little monotonous, but it's still in a fantastic place. Um, you always, it's a, it's, a, it's a good perspective on the world. We don't fly as high as those big machines either. So, you know, you, you, see, you see places and it's, it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a nice perspective. It doesn't often get boring. It does get scary. It's not, you know, I, I always say to people, whatever you do, it's like it's as safe as you make it. So you, if you like fly into a thunderstorm, you're going to shit yourself. But if you don't, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's nice. It doesn't have to be scary. Um, it also doesn't have to be boring. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's, I would say, exciting in terms of it's technically challenging. And, 
and you get to see places from a different perspective and like every flight's different it's like with a paragliding no, like, no it's like paragliding yeah. If I may, I'd like to jump to paragliding. Let's talk about that great sport. So uh, I asked you uh, uh, when you accepted this invitation uh, on the podcast and uh, Dudley Leclerc here, 32 years old. He is one of South Africa's really, really talented uh, pilots. And much is answered in the question I asked him. Send me a CV. Send me something you'd like me to say about you or what your intro should be. And he said, I learned about paragliding when I grew up with my dad flying. Loved it. So my 16th mm -hmm. birthday present was a paragliding course, full stop. I started the day before I turned 16 and in brackets 2004. Now, I find that extremely lovely, um, bordering on cute, but I don't want to say you're cute. Because, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know your presentation. And actually, the way you've been looking at me, I'd, I'd rather... Let's leave. Right? So, <laughs> yeah, steer away from that. <laughs> okay. So, how old were you when your dad started flying? Do you remember that? I mean, I remember you as a pipsqueak, but yeah, yeah, I was that kid that was always running around on the on the mountain when uh, when the adults were were flying. Um, I would say it's maybe from between eight and ten years old or so. We when we were we we lived in Germany for a year when I was five. And then my dad saw the guys run off the slopes there with the rudimentary like parachute paragliders that they had then. Started with a course over here and been flying ever since. So he's uh, he's the real senior pilot in the family. And uh, yeah, then been running around on the mountain, spending the weekends um, out camping wherever the flyaways are or where the training happened and things and where the comps were. Yeah, and then uh, the rest was history. Yeah, and Dudley de Klerk has exactly the same name as his uh, father. You can look them up. Dudley de Klerk Jr., we are speaking to. Wonderful time. I now want you to answer the question that I asked you earlier. What is one of the maddest things you've ever seen in paragliding in South Africa, overseas, or whatever? I started flying comps about a year after I got my, my license. I was put into that. And and to be honest, <laughs> to be honest I don't know how um, most of Pilots survived the early comp scene in South Africa. The flying yeah, itself wasn't bad, but yes, the parties were wild. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was my first or second comp ever. We were in a small little town called Paul Petersburg. They always scheduled the competition so that there was there was a long weekend on that. So I was like fresh 18. I took a week off school Ooh. and I went on the comp. And uh, yeah, the comp went well. We were flying lacquer. It started becoming really interesting when there was a like a, a, a two policemen in one of the like the wagons in Afrikaans, the fung bar, and they were they started recovering some pilots that landed close to the roads. And then that evening, they started partying with the paragliders. The usual party, but then it went quite wild. We ended up racing through the streets on this police vehicle. Myself and one other guy on the roof, <laughs> and a third guy on the roof, pretending to be the siren. It was uh, it was quite rough. The next morning, apparently there was uh, apologies. The, okay, <laughs> a lot of apologies. These two policemen, their vehicle got confiscated. Um, yeah, it was <laughs> it was quite, quite wild. They were also interesting times. Yeah. Interesting times. My folks always uh, my folks always said that. They don't need to teach me all of these wild things. They'll just take me to a paragliding comp. Like, 
you know, they'll be sure that someone will, <laughs> someone will teach me all these things. Educate you. <laughs> that's for sure. And you certainly got educated. At that same competition, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think it was with uh, Martin Bachak that we, and a lot of you in Austria and around the world will remember Martin Bachak, uh, absolutely brilliant pilot. He set the South African uh, distance record at the time, I think 360 or 380, someone can correct me, but a uh, legend pilot and uh, a legend guy and such a catalyst for a wild party and Bachak with uh, our shared rental car him and I uh, which was I clearly remember a white Corsa a little uh, opal Corsa but the tiniest thing and uh, we were drunk and um, whatever cigarettes were in and there we were at the fireside and we wanted to start the fire but nobody had some petrol how are we going to get the petrol out of the car we needless to say leaned the car over six or seven guys lifted up the one side of the car pulled petrol out from the car's tank straight onto the fireplace, which obviously it wasn't lit in yet, but some very, very over-enthusiastic guy arrived with a match, just about to light the match before the car had even moved away, with petrol pouring down the side of the car, with petrol all over the fireplace, and a match was just half a meter lit in, and uh, we were all like, stop! <laughs> Could have been worse at that least. I remember, yeah, that was the exact same competition. Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, wild parties, man. It's good. <laughs> I think with this with this Corona pandemic thing, like um, obviously there's a, a couple of like lots of people have is getting some negative effect on it and and things, but um, I don't think it would be it wouldn't end up that uh, that badly. Obviously, not taking away from from people that are are, are suffering on it, but it's um. I think it would be a good good thing. People are um, appreciating a few things more um, now, being in lockdown, appreciating uh, the outdoors and things like that, appreciating your neighbours more, you know, and uh, friends and family. And uh, I, I would say just don't uh, don't lose perspective on that. When the lockdown stop, go out, Life um, you know, yeah, get to the fullest, man. Like like uh, make sure you uh, everyone knows how much you appreciate them and. And enjoy the outdoors. Enjoy enjoy the stuff you enjoy doing. You know, um, go out and do it. There's a uh, there's no reason to sit uh, sit at home. You know. Mate, it's been absolutely wonderful chatting with you. Uh, an absolute delight. I'm, I'm so stoked I asked you and invited you onto this podcast show. Um, it's staying alive in paragliding, folks. It's been a genuine, genuine, heartfelt pleasure to be here this afternoon. Um, it's sunset. Uh, I'm actually just behind the takeoff site in Portable, uh, watching the most beautiful flying conditions. But of course, I'm dreaming about them right now. So last words for you, Dudley Jr. Greatest cheers and thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank, thank you very much. We'll chat again soon. Have a good one.